last time on DMTK Chef's Night. Welcome everyone to the first episode of Dungeon Master's Test Kitchen Chef's Night, where we bring the DMs out to play. I'm Steve. I'm uh, Justin. Hi, I'm Jesse Boros. Uh, Andrew. Hey! I'm Kayla, I'm from Dungeon Master's Test Kitchen. Our story begins in the cavernous Underdark, standing atop a mountain, staring into the horizon over an immense black ocean. Amongst this seemingly normal, everyday crowd stands a single white knoll. She is on a mission. She comes from the Karantha tribe, who believe that one day we will return above, and that she is that prophet, and that now is the time. T- Teddy walks on into the square and starts looking around, uh, taking stock of the situation. We have a halfling, who is definitely not alone, and a turtle, who is also accompanied by a very interesting thing as well. The cenotaph is wandering towards the knoll. He essentially looks dead. She turns to you. You know it's time, right? We need to go above. It's always time. I need to reclaim my city. Your city? Well, our city. I am the cenotaph of Raquel. I am the collective dead, and I must reclaim my land. Uh, How does Salandra enter into the city? Well, she's not alone. She's with uh, two of her aides, which are also her sisters. They're going through trinkets. Uh, And what is Captain Rudder doing? Captain Rudder would probably just be hobbling around on his two peg legs and probably trying to find people he could bribe into joining his service. If you were to look up these stairs, you would see this young lizard folk running down the stairs. He says, oh no, oh no. Oh, the oracle's going to be so mad at me. He stops. He comes to a dead halt and he sees... Varus and his eyes go wide and he says, Oh, I found them. And his neck puffs out in excitement. Can you can you please come with me? My name is Fridnik. The Oracle sent me for you. It's time, but I expected there to be more people with you. He opens up the paper and it says very clearly on there, a white knoll, one of many souls, a half-breed, a tortoise, and someone from the sea. How did you lose your legs? It seems terribly um, unfortunate. I fed them to me ship. You fed them? I to me ship. It is very strange. I will have to meet your ship one day. He uh, pulls a bottle out of the inside of his jacket and he points to the ship inside the bottle. It's in there. It's a That's a very <laughs> tiny ship. Teddy gets up real close. You can't fit people on that. Is that the ship for Ant? The feeling that you kind of get, get from it uh, leads you to believe that it might actually be a mimic in that bottle. A woman sitting behind a desk. And Baku says, oh, uh, Fridnik, you, you found them. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all of you, all of you coming here. It's been about 198 years since we all came down here. There's going to be a day that we need to go back above, and we think it's time. We need an initial scouting party, I guess we could say. I, I saw a vision of the five of you, and are, are you able to help? Is this something that I can trust you guys to do? I was going to do this, whether you called us or not. Great, that sounds amazing. Um, uh, I don't know. We have been waiting a long time. We will go to the surface. We will find any traces of the Autumn Death and destroy them. And she she looks at, at Rudder and, and, and Teddy. Oh, Teddy is, by the way, I'd like to imagine about halfway to the door when she looks at him. And Rudder would be like picking his teeth with his cutlass because he's just zoning out. You're, you're leaving so quick? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I uh, I think you may have the wrong guy. There is a, a group that would like to make it through first, but their intentions probably not pure says oh if you need some killing done you might have gotten the right person after all the group is called fallen plague they believe that letting it into the underdark and consuming the people dick move is something that they think is good and we will kill them on sight and i will (laughs) absorb their souls into myself i'd like to stay behind uh with varus i noticed you carried divining tools if you don't mind i'd like to read into our journey see if we are to expect anything I think this oracle might be a good conduit. Yes, let. Yes, let, let's do, let's do this. You can do this right here. Her head snaps back. You will be led by the light of the feral moon, eyes of green and fur of red. These will be your haven through days of travel to the northern city. But beware the shadow of the giant, the son of fire and thunder, for evil lurks in places you seek. Take care that you do not perish.
do you all have rooms at the inn or where are we meeting up so Teddy and Frednick are going to go over to the inn when it becomes apparent that 30 minutes later, everybody else is not here because part of the party is picking up homeless people and putting them in a bottle. And the other part of the party is throwing bones at each other. I'm going to help Frednick throw some bones. Where did, where did the cenotaph go? Oh yeah. Where did he go? I'm so sorry. Did you come with us? <laughs> No, I think the cenotaph probably hung around and watched yeah. the uh, the augury because he is, <laughs> they have nothing to do, really. <laughs> and so far, Barris seems to be the one who's like most of a mind with him of, oh yeah, we're going up there, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> he mostly just stands out of the way and is slightly <laughs> off-putting, so. Does he have this kind of weird deathly aura about him oh yeah a thing i'll just That's go over quickly is um one of my warlock invocations is i can cast mage armor at will and my mage armor is essentially just like ghosts kind of like some of the spirits kind of just like shifting around my body that's, that's really cool i like that that's super yeah. badass <laughs> Well, and the way I picture it is like when somebody like attack, there's a melee attack against them and misses. Basically, like a ghostly hand is like blocking the blade or grabbing their yeah, arm. That's pretty sweet. Chuck Destin. Yeah, I spent a lot of time thinking about what his <laughs> abilities look like. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super dope. But yeah, he's just generally unsettling because he, he's not so much a he as you know thousands of ghosts yeah. in one yeah, he's person's them. body. As of them. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? This is a game. After the agree, is there a library in town? Yeah. Uh, the other side, actually, of this building, there is a public library. Uh, that's where Vera said to next is the library. Um, Is there a fence? Just anywhere? <laughs> like, a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a black market fence that deals in stolen goods. Oh. Yeah, yeah. oh, oh, like the yeah, yeah, not the yeah. how about the white no, picket no, fence, no. right? Yeah. So. This is a Huckleberry Finn sitch. <laughs> America. Um, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah. I would say I would say there's a part of the city that's a little a little seedier than uh, than others. Uh, what are you looking for, particularly? <laughs> oh, like just someone to sell this stolen candlestick to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You find like kind of a pretty close to where you found those <laughs> those <laughs> the, the feed i'm gonna call them kind of down that same alley it's grand. Uh, you notice that there's kind of a little bit of bustle uh, in that area and there is a second market area uh, that looks really run down really seedy you definitely see everybody in here wearing cloaks because they just don't want their face to be seen but there are some people yeah. that are standing behind kind of desks selling wares or buying okay uh, I'm gonna, i'll just approach like the nearest stall and just be like i matey e be interested in a gold candlestick and he says a gold who has gold candlesticks they stole it from some oracle <laughs> from the government <laughs> and he, oh this is gonna go he, great uh, he just laughs he says, uh yeah i can't be seen with this anybody thinks about it for a second and he says yeah mm, and he turns around, kind of rifles in his in his pocket, and he throws five gold at you and says, I'll give you five gold for it. Yeah, Rudder tosses it because he doesn't really care. He's like, yeah, it's a piece of junk anyway. The guy turns around and immediately starts to melt it down into okay. his own gold pieces. He's like, I can't yeah, so be seen this thing because it's got their markings on it. No, I yeah, see. Rudder wouldn't know to do that because he has an intelligence of six. <laughs> oh, <damn. Whoa>. okay. <laughs> he's going to like look around. He's like, you got anything interesting to sell? He, he points to one gentleman who's selling potions. Uh, and he says, that guy, that guy right there, he's got some really interesting, mostly potions. And you can't really tell what they do, but they're always interesting. Are, okay. Do ye be selling any, anything interesting? Uh, he, he turns around and he says, I've got this gold plate. He's he's trying to sell <laughs> the thing back to you, basically. 
<laughs> yeah, Rudder's just gonna walk away and go to the potion stall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so the, the potion guy is, is there and he's kinda of mixing his own his own brew in a cauldron. Oi. Yeah. You got What's anything up? drinkable, drink wise, potion wise, for a pirate captain like myself. He says, uh he says, Yeah, I What you be got mixing? What I'm mixing. He says, It's uh it's my potion of <laughs> many things. What, what you you? selling? <laughs> what does it do exactly? Uh, um, and he, he smiles. He says, "That's the trick. <laughs> it does many things. You never know." Say, so say I want to feed it to somebody else first. <laughs> he says, "It won't mean anything because it might do something different the time you taste it." Yeah. Do you have any diseases? <laughs> he says, no, but I can probably get you some. I... Could you bottle me a disease, possibly? He, he smiles, he says, it'll be it'll be one gold. And he takes out two bottles and scoops up one out of the cauldron. And the potion looks to be bright, like a gold color. And out of the same yeah. cauldron, he scoops another. And the potion turns green. And he caps them both and he says, here's your diseases. What, are, what be they? I don't pay for stuff. I don't know what it is. And he says, well, one of them is flesh rot. If you drink enough of it, you might turn undead. And he says, the other, and he thinks for a second, he's like, I actually don't know. I've never seen gold before. You got yourself a deal. <laughs> Savvy business. And as he hands over the gold piece, he's going to pull out the, the bottle of the ship. And he's like, just so you know, if you try screwing with me, my ship in this bottle, suck you in and eat you. I've heard it worse. I, I be Captain Rudder. You remember the name. He says, I will, I will remember the name. Come back and buy more potions from me. I, and he'll walk off with his new potions and probably head back towards the inn. Oh, God. We're all going to die from a plague from this turtle. <laughs> turtle that plague. bottle is going to smash at the worst possible moment. <laughs> this is the worst this moment. And we're all going to get eaten. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Teddy takes Fred to go over to the bar, and when it becomes very obvious that no one else is coming, like after like five to maybe ten minutes, uh, he just realizes that he made what like a hundred hundred weeks worth of monies for sitting in a chair, and if he's going above ground, he's not gonna have anywhere to spend it, so he's gonna take twenty of that and just plunk it on the bar and say, "I don't want to have to come back up here tonight." How does that sound? The barkeep says, "Yep." I, I can make sure that happens. And te- so Teddy leans over the bar and he says, now uh, I'm going to take that bottle right there, uh, that one over there, and that one that you have behind that one over there. No, to the right, behind it, yeah, that one. And he dusts, the bu- d- dusts it off. <laughs> and the, the barkeep says, yeah, okay. And he just hands them all over. And a bucket <laughs> of those eggs. <laughs> yeah. All right. The, the dwarf comes from behind, gives you guys a fresh bucket of the eggs. Teddy just doesn't even take them. He just passes them right over. He does not want the, another egg. He had one egg today, and that is enough eggs in one uh, day for a regular says, person. He also says, oh, um, Sonny, and he reaches under the under the counter. And he says, you, you look like you're going to have a, have a good night, so here you go. And he hands over another bottle of that just inky black drink again. Yes! And he, Teddy, 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 like very gingerly takes it with both hands, like one hand on the neck, one hand on the bottom, and like places it very gently to the side, and then takes another five gold pieces out and is going to go ahead and toss that over. All right, yeah, and he he starts going to town, and he makes sure that for every drink that he's taking, Fred is eating an egg, and he also starts scanning the bars for any lizard ladies. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get your roll perception. But I'm also yes, gonna absolutely. roll a con check for so that's fine. Perception. Oh, oh, that's a pretty good con check for the little lizard man. Yeah, it really is. He's doing great. He's, he's already powered through like a third oh, of those man. eggs. Just he's loving it. Let's get some food going. Yeah. So 14 on the perception check. I don't know, but any I'm looking for any lizard lady. There cannot be that many choices, so it's probably just kind of a crapshoot. At, at this point, um, not not a whole lot venture into this bar. I mean, I don't think a lot of people generally venture into this bar. I just want a wingman for the poor little guy. 
I feel real bad. I almost bankrupted him earlier. We almost got him fired. This is not a very neighborly day. Teddy knows one <laughs> way to make it right. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I guess you guys spend a bit, spend a bit of time drinking and kind of looking around the bar. I, s- I assume after 30 minutes we do eventually get joined. Yeah. yeah. But we are probably that. already deep into it by the time that anybody else shows up. Yeah, it's about 40 minutes of hard drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would like to imagine that at least, if, like um, you said, a third of the eggs and then one of those four bottles is gone. Yeah. The cheapest one first. Just get it out of the way. Uh, I would say after probably about 50 minutes, a single lizard lady rolls in. I'm going to try to talk Frednik into it. Okay. I'll roll a persuasion. I want to try to like, come on, man. All right. So here's tonight's the night. I'm telling you, you're here and she's here and you're the only two here. And that's something, man. You already got something in common right there. So here's what you're going to do, boy. You're going to go on over there. You're going to eat one of these eggs. You're going to give her one of those eggs. And you're going to say, hi, my name's Frednick. And you're going to stay over there until you walk out next to her. Trying for that advantage (laughs) on a persuasion check. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I needed it. No, I clearly didn't. Never mind. Eleven. Damn. Tried. He's such is what happens. Yeah, he's like I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and he kind of like he gets up and he leaves his chair to go do it. But he, he gets like halfway okay. there and he, you know how you get really, you sometimes you forget what you're doing or you just get super nervous halfway through and you just kind of like, oh fuck, what am I doing? Uh, he gets that and he just stops. Teddy sees him stop, gets up out of his chair falls into him and spills some alcohol on him and yells, Oh, you son of a bitch, you made me spill my drink! And he whispers, Punch me in the face! Do it now! Okay. <laughs> Do it! Juts right. his face so he, out, nice and big and in front. He hits you, yeah, he takes a, he takes a swing at you. He hits me. And he's like, I, I, why, why would yes. you do something like that? And just like, try, try and act tough. I lean into it and I go down like a sack of potatoes. Go over and he's now! Like, <laughs> he kind of like brushes off the alcohol and, and like struts over to the bar. Yes! <laughs> Roleplay always yeah. defeats dice rolls. Teddy eventually dusts himself off and goes back to the table. Hey, little pucker, little fucker's got a good punch on him. <laughs> With just enough time to miss all of this, then Salandra walks in. <laughs> Everything's back to normal. And she sees uh, Teddy and... By himself, sitting at the table. I'm assuming, yep. looking very happy about it. Yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, I would say <laughs> this time Captain Rotor would probably be back from doing his little quote errands. Teddy looks a little deflated that no one saw him be a good wingman, but he's gonna <laughs> roll with it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, conversation is going really well with uh, Fridnik and and his lady friend. So Teddy um, makes sure that they don't have to pay for any eggs for the rest of the night. <laughs> Okay. So, well, versus the library, she's going to be looking for information on the fallen plague. Okay. I just roll a perception, I guess. Perception? Let's go investigation. That's a 19. So, yeah, I would say that you find articles in regards to who they are and kind of what they're looking for. Nothing, nothing in specific, though. They are pretty secretive. They like to keep to themselves. But a lot of the same things persist. The tattoo on the left forearm kind of that, that cloud symbol with a demonic face in the middle of it. They do generally like to uh, approach people at the base of the Heroes Hill Mountain and just more or less question them and see if people would be interested in, in joining their cause. Other than that, there's not a whole lot about them. Uh, it seems that they've kind of shown up within the last hundred years uh, as more of like a fanatical group who seems to think that uh, the Autumn Death has powers to give. And so when she's kind of bending that, she's okay. going to head towards the bar. The Cenotaph will go and purchase a healing potion and, I guess, rations. So rations are, are relatively cheap. With all of the rumblings that Frednick was making while you guys were there and saying, I'm taking you to uh, the Oracle, uh, people are willing to give you a, a hefty discount if you're. Did we get like a money. note? Did we get like a like a like a special a hall pass? Card? Yeah, like a hall pass. Yeah. Like a give people free shit card. If generally a a healing potion is going to be say fifty gold, they're going to take ten gold from you for for a healing potion. Okay, so uh, I will then buy five healing potions, and they are they are happy possible. to part with the potions. 
Okay, and then it was what did you say? Five gold for a week? No, it was like it was like a gold. Yeah, a gold for, a gold for two week. weeks. I buy two weeks worth of rations. Then I want all that twenty-five okay. gold to go to the bartender as a tip. Service industry bros. And as they're getting drunk, uh, Salandra will say, "You know, you don't have to sleep here, right? I have a place. You don't have to sleep in this place." Hey, uh... Yes. <laughs> to Teddy. Mm-hmm. As he sits. At- as he sits with the table, like, I'm assuming that he's probably icing his cheek with, like, a glass. He's like, oh, this is just like home. No, it's fine. I, I, I appreciate it. That's- I meant all of you. It's very hospitable, like, but this is... This is... Uh, step up, to be perfectly honest with you. And I already paid for yeah. it, so it's kind of a, you know, gotta do it. I feel like I just threw my well, money out a window and down a well if I just left at this point. No offense, though. I'm not going to sleep That's here. fine. That's all. It's your decision. I think by the time that I fall asleep, it's not really going to matter what it's on top of. And he takes a big drink. I admire your courage. You could do anything you set your mind to. I admire <laughs> where did your, uh Where did Frednick go? I uh, gesture with my glass over to the bar and take a look at how he's doing with the lizard lady. <laughs> And Solandra, like, raises her glass a little bit and mutters, you go, little buddy. Yeah, cheers. Rudder mm-hmm. is going to overhear this conversation. He's going to rub his turtle Leathery. hands together, and he's going to, his leathery turtle oh, hands, oh, and he's... What a savage. Oh. <laughs> the lizard folk woman away from... That's um, brutal. I'm trying to help the lizard yeah, little go, guy go out. To see. Just to see. Just to see. Yeah, he's going to saunter over. He's going to, like pop up the sort of like adjust the collar of his buccaneer coat and he's just gonna walk up and go i miss you want to see why they call me the old peg leg roll of persuasion on that it's a five <laughs> She, she looks. Excellent. She looks you up and down, and she says, yes! "Why don't they call you Perfect. two peg legs?" I, I, they should. Yeah, yeah, they should. I'm gonna try to make eye contact with Frednick and like puff my chest at him and like not really hard. <laughs> and, like and, uh, she's so she's gonna... so uninterested in this point, and she just kind of says, oh, "I know I shouldn't have come here," and she just kind of she motions to Frednick and she says, "We should go somewhere else." Nod heavily. Start nodding as vigorously as Teddy has ever nodded. Yeah, okay. 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 And they leave. As soon as they do, Teddy slams his hand on the table and goes, Round for the house! Okay, if it's round for the house, Rudder's gonna say, I want your biggest keg of rum. One regular Uh, round for the house! Um, Varys is gonna walk to the bar at this point and just seeing, um, uh, Frednick leave into the where is lizard man going? <laughs> Teddy still has his hand up in a breakfast club salute. <laughs> Somewhere important. Ah, we all have important things to do. What are we doing now? Uh, drinking, and I'm gonna start just like pouring glass, like pouring alcohol from either of these bottles left mm-hmm. into any glass on the table and passing yeah, them, and dispersing them. As a professional, I probably knock knock one shot glass all the way too far off the table and like look really awkward and like find another one. Yeah, are you doing? Are you doing, are you doing like some <laughs> bottle spinning and stuff too? Like, yeah, yeah I really hope. I'm gonna be honest. I hope this is a really bad performance check. Me too. That would be lovely for me. Eh, it's right in the middle. Eleven. Yeah. Maybe I would, I would say glasses. you don't do it, like, super well, but you, you kind of fumble a bit, but people are impressed because nobody's really seen it. Yeah. Rudder Start is singing to, like, the nearest person at, at the bar <laughs> to him. Like, he's probably, like, look for, like, the gruffest, like, just toughest-looking person and say, I'd be a bit bored. Do you think we should start a bar fight? Tavern brawl. There are probably about five other people other than you guys. Certainly <laughs> like a total of ten of you in this bar. Oh. Well, can we invite them all to our table? Yeah, absolutely. Rudder, realizing he's probably talking to himself because he's <laughs> not the smartest, is just going to saunter over to the table then and join everybody. All right. Massively wasted before we go to the upper world. We start pushing tables <laughs> together. I'll put money down. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, if everybody is okay, sitting at Rudder's one like table, I feel like Teddy probably gets up and just instinctively starts, like, serving people alcohol. You got a bit of that rustic uh, rustic hospitality going there, Teddy? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, I didn't take that. Man, I really probably should have freaking taken that as my thing, right? Like, no, I took Outlander. I shouldn't have done that. I should have done that. Fuck, should have done the rest of hospitality. What am I doing with my life? We'll get to that. But yeah, absolutely. He's just like talking to everybody, and he feels very comfortable now. It's obvious. Oh, you having a great time tonight? Here, just go on, sit back. As he notices Rudder like leaning back in his chair, he grabs another chair and like jams it up behind him in like a door jam fashion, very casually. You guys also notice that (laughs) it just keeps on going. Rain and like fresh water, so the stink of the cities is always gone. Uh, So yeah, how does your how do you guys how do you guys end out your night? What is your Um, Rudder would probably buy see if he could buy at least like a small little barrel of. Uh, rum, like big enough for him to carry around. Sure. And that's yep. what he would drink that all in one night. Damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how much gold would that cost? I'd say like two or three gold. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to have him chug like it at a table. Like a St. Bernard keg? Like down the entire thing at the table. Alright, I'm uh, also going to get you to roll a constitution check. This is going to be interesting. Uh, saving throw or discount? Do the saving throw. <laughs> okay. This is 17. Damn, that's not bad. Yeah, okay. You managed to, you managed to make it through without falling... On your ass, unconscious. That turtle. And he'll just slam. He'll just slam the empty keg on the table and go. Ah. The cenotaph eventually returns, and when you serve him drinks, he just kind of looks right. at it for a moment, then looks up and as if he's completely forgotten about it. All right. <laughs> and then, as he as Teddy watches you do that, he takes a little umbrella out of his pocket and just pops it into the top of the drink and walks away. <laughs> Paris is just mostly watching everyone drink and amusing herself by watching this whole shit show happening. Her bird's still with her. Yes, he's he's kind of like napping though, like his head is like tucked under his wing. <laughs> Um, also, you'd all would hear, probably hear an audible, like, belch come from inside, uh, Rudder's coat. <laughs> oh, you fed it, then. I Bessie be fed. What did you feed her? Or who? She be did fed well. Feed her? Don't lie to me. That's, That's a story disgusting. for another time. And, like, visibly shake. Salandra will go, uh, to her, her nice <laughs> little bungalow that, you know, being upper scale affords because she's she's not one of the unwashed masses. And then she'll pass out, cast uh, protection from poison right. so she doesn't get too wasted, <laughs> too hungover, and go to sleep. Did she did she invite the party to stay with her earlier, or was that just Teddy? if you wanted? Yet yeah. he was open yeah. to all of you. Yeah, the sun half will I, I come. Felt in I kind of light. felt like I was hitting on him, and I didn't want that. I, just, <laughs> I felt like halfway through, I was like, I might have worded that weirdly. <laughs> Yeah, this one. Um, will sleep at the I'm sorry, bro. Oh, shucks, Ryan. Oh, it's alright, bro. Yeah, Runner would do the same. The Cenotaph basically just sits in one of like the chairs in whatever mm-hmm. the living room is. And just sits there, looking into the middle distance. So creepy. Stairs. Weird, but cool. I did. Teddy is going to wait for everyone else to leave the table, pass out, go to bed or whatever, collect all of the glasses and dump them into one very large mug. (laughs) (laughs) Which he is going to shake up and then dump down the sink. Take a big drink of regular alcohol and go to bed. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) Welcome back to DMTK's Chef's Night. This is our last chance to wish you a Merry Christmas before the holidays. So from all of us at DMTK and our friends, have a very happy holidays. As always, thanks so much for listening, and if you want to keep up to date on everything DMTK, Chef's Night, or otherwise, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and check out dmstestkitchen.com to find out more about what we're doing, get your hands on information about the systems we're playing, and more. If you would like to help support us, visit us at dmstestkitchen.com and click the donate button, buy a shoutout, or check out our merch store. We appreciate all kinds of support, little or small. But one of the best things that you can do for us is share us. Tell people about us and tweet about us using the DMTK hashtag. We want to send a big shout out to our cast that make this possible. You can follow myself and Kayla through our main channel at DM's Test Kitchen, and you can find the rest as follows. Jesse of DM's of Vancouver, Andrew with Monsters and Monstrosities, Steve from Classes Characters, and last, but definitely not least, Andrew from The Basement Guild. All of which are great podcasts, and we definitely recommend you check them out. Uh, Links will be provided in the show notes. Like we said before, we'll be opening spots in this campaign after the first arc. So if you'd like to come and play with us, reach out on social media or through the contact form at dmstestkitchen.com. The next episode of this arc will be up January 2nd, so I guess we should be wishing you a Happy New Year as well. Thanks again for listening.
I'll let you get back to the main course. So the next morning is here, and I guess mm-hmm. you guys have one unified goal to head to the mm-hmm. top of Heroes Hill. Did we all meet up at the tavern? Teddy's blinking a lot and eating eggs at the Are table. Are you eating the harpy eggs? Any eggs at the bar. Oh. Yeah, it's just scrambled instead of fermented. Oh, oh the bar is going to reek. <laughs> <laughs> Who's leading us up the, the... Is Frednick or are we going by ourselves? Did Frednick come um, back? Oh, yeah. Frednick did oh. not come back. Yeah! So you guys are on your own. If you guys head out right away, you'll probably um, did, hit did the top Captain of the hill at thought. Not over the night. All right. Yeah. Thank God we might have spared that poor orc's life. Yeah, Varys wants to go like right away, like as soon as the morning comes. Like before she was awake before anyone else, and she's like, Are we going now? Are we going now? <laughs> Teddy just dumps like an entire pot of black coffee into like a big pewter mug and just takes that as they leave immediately. That's all I need. We're good. <laughs> I figured he was a front press kind of man. The closest you can get to Waffle House coffee yeah. for Teddy. So as you get to as you leave the city, uh, and get to the base of the mountain, uh, you see quite a few people actually heading up the mountain. Uh, it looks like there are some people who didn't get as early a start as they would have liked to to head up to the festival. In and amongst some of the people that are heading up the mountain, you all kind of notice some hooded people, uh, a couple regular, regularly dressed folks. Uh, I will get you yeah, who's the most anyone perceptive. actually to roll perception. 21. Uh, 12. 5. As you guys are kind of looking around and taking stock of the people and you're and you're making your way up, the ledges start to kind of narrow a bit, uh, but you kind of get stuck in with a couple of these people and some of you guys, the, the Cenotaph, uh, definitely Captain Rudder, Salandra, uh, you guys kind of notice a couple of these people have tattoos that look like the Fallen Plague and how they were described. Do you do anything about it or do you just kind of let them... Move along. Oh man, Captain Runner's really stupid. Oh uh, no. Yeah, do I see that? So how you you would see it too? Because you rolled a twenty-one, right, Teddy? How yeah, you high up too. is the ledge we're on? I would say you guys notice this when you're about halfway up. You fall off that, and you're probably gonna die. What are the likelihoods? Since you know Runner's pretty big. You know he's six foot okay. one. He's four hundred and thirty-five pounds. He's portal. Yep. Let's say he accidentally bumps into one of these tattooed people in an attempt to, like, knock them off the edge. Uh, like, pretend, like, fake trip, because he does have two peg legs, like, fake trip, and, like, knock one of them off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to roll, like, a, a stealth to kind of, like, fake... Stealth? Fake, maybe fake... Uh, Sweet. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. Uh, come on, dice gods. Oh. 25. Oh! <laughs> How does Captain Rudder accidentally knock one of these guys <laughs> off of a mountain? So he's walking... And he's pretending to be drunk, and he stumbles, and he does like a movement where one of his peg legs falls off. And as he goes to grab it, as he goes to grab it, as he falls, his other hand like accidentally pushes um, one of the nearby cloaked, tattooed figures over the side of the ledge. Do you have a quick like release a lizard for tail your peg legs? Like... I'm just wondering if they're just not on all that well, and he's using this. <laughs> and he, yeah, so he hits the ground like hard and goes. <laughs> And then, yeah, put on as by he tries really to fake, get his balance, he would push the uh, hooded figure off the side of the ledge. Okay, yeah, so this guy <laughs> definitely does not save well, on decks, and he falls off. <laughs> he kind of does the Homer Simpson uh, and hits, like, every rock. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And you see, those of you who are kind of keeping eyes on on the Fallen Plague that you've seen, you see them tighten up their cloaks and then turn around and start going down the path. There's a lot of them that are behind you and they just disappear. What about the ones surrounding um, us? Some of the ones that are surrounding you have also disappeared, but there's one or two ahead of you that didn't notice that their friend went over or that the rest <laughs> of their crew disappeared. Are there any uh, regular people around? Um, there are a couple regular people that have actually stopped and they're kind of like gasping and they're like, oh no, someone fell over, but they're not really paying attention to anybody ahead. Nor, and they're not really paying attention to you guys either. So. Fine, I guess I won't go and just attack the two remaining. <laughs> and Rudder's like turtling on the ground trying to get his peg leg back on. As you drop, Teddy's gonna go, Oh, God, his legs! As loud as he can. Uh, those two ahead of you hear that, and they stop and they turn around. Oh, sweet mercy, Lord! His leg done straight up come off! 
Would you look at that, mister? I ain't ever seen anything like it. Oh, God, you better get over here and help. I... <laughs> roll, I roll, roll perception. I mean, sorry, roll persuasion with advantage. I needed that obviously for a fourteen. <laughs> yeah, no, they're. they're... Uh, can I? Can I give him uh, the help action, like assist him, like with my wailing too? Like, my legs be broken. I can't yeah, walk. Yeah. Help, help! Absolutely. So what? Fifteen? Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. I mean, there was three of you helping out, so we can we can boost that to a sixteen, and they'll they'll come over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Oh God, the turtle amity! You best get over here and help right away. Uh, yeah. So they come over and they're they're like, uh, 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 what what can we do to? What can we do to help? Throw the one off that's closest to the side. Just throw him off. Just, like, not even shy about it. Okay. Attack roll. Uh, strength. 15. Yeah, he goes over. And the other one, as the other one comes over, Rudder's gonna, like, end his facade, and he's gonna grab his peg leg that had come off, and he's gonna try to, like, smack the guy with it and try to knock him off. Okay, his strength. Roll, roll strength Please. again. Oh, seven. Told you the beast were weak! <laughs> So you hit this guy in the knees, and he drops to the floor, and he kind of does like, <laughs> he's like, ah, ah, and he's he's lying there. He did not go over. I toss you a bottle. Is there a ship in it? Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Rudder's gonna like fish around in his coat and pop open the cork of the bottle and see if the guy gets sucked in. Yeah. So like one like little tentacle like whips out and grabs it. Okay. And just pulls him in. Ah, uh, or feed him to Bessie quickly. And he's going to close the bottle and put it back in his coat. <laughs> Teddy looks at the no doubt horrified civilians down the path and says, Nothing to see here, folks. Just a failure to communicate. Y'all best just hang out right there for the proper authorities and um, close your eyes and count to 100. <laughs> and uh, Rudder will like, put his leg back on and stand up and be going, I, I be a naval officer. This be part, this be naval business. Okay, you guys are gonna roll deception. Probably need to run. I'm expertise. I'll cast bomb emotion and try and give them the advantage. Okay, I'm, yeah, sure. I would like to help him help his deception check. Yeah, I hope so because I was a ten in deception with expertise, so I hope so. Uh, yeah, so you, can, right. you can help. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna help him. Some of the people are like, I don't. They start murmuring amongst themselves because uh, they're not really quite sure. Um, but they're murmuring long enough for you guys to just kind of like hightail it if you want to. Yeah. Teddy just yells, look, a three-headed monkey! Grabs everybody and runs away as quickly as possible. <laughs> Rudder will try to run as quickly as he can on two metal pegs. <laughs> we just killed two people. Three people, I think. Uh, two people, it's not even lunchtime yet. We're off to a good start. Uh, so as you guys make it to the top, you see a massive festival happening. Uh, and it all kind of surrounds this center area. Uh, there is this large statue. And in the center, uh, well, on the statue is a... It's basically a monument to four heroes, the heroes who built the barrier that you kind of see in the background uh, a little ways up to the top, the peak of the mountain. And it is a an orc paladin, a dwarf sorcerer, a high elf necromancer, and a drow cleric. And they're all, they all kind of look like they're embroiled in battle, not with each other, but against something that is unseen. And everyone is having a good time, enjoying the festivities and very much distracted. It looks like they've been partying since the very early morning. And you can see in the background, there is this magic circle that is kind of covering uh, this entrance. And it kind of fluctuates between a purple, a pearl color, a mix of a red and white, uh, very similar to the keys that you guys are holding on to. And here or there, sometimes the blackness behind it will kind of separate, and sunlight, natural sunlight, will shine through. Teddy does his best to stay out of that natural sunlight. That is the basically what the keys are for, to let you through that. The oracle said we must wait until everyone is distracted, right? They're all they're all pretty distracted partying. Okay. So like kind of it, at this point, she basically said wait until well, later, like wait until afternoon when the festivities are kind of at their height, and that's kind of when you guys made it to the to the top. Is at okay. about that time. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Are you ready for this? Yes. Captain Rudder nods. There... I I'd like to get away. We just killed three people. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Is there a place to put our keys? No, we just, we yeah, just all so put our hands is... together. <laughs> This is <laughs> sing. Um, yes. And I yell heart. Oh my god. Fire. There. <laughs> Do we have to step into the sunlight? So yeah. as you step into the sunlight, uh Solandra evaporates. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 
Well, guys, good time. <laughs> it's a trap! So as you guys, the, the sunlight is kind of like peeking through and it's kind of hitting farther away from this magic circle. The barrier is built with five circles, uh, a large circle in the center, and then four smaller circles kind of north, south, east, west. And about where the north circle is, is where the darkness, the black, is kind of fading away a little bit. And that's where the sunlight's coming from. It's not exactly in a spot where you would be able to get at it easily. However, you notice that the circle on the bottom doesn't change color. It stays a solid purple the whole time while everything else in the rest of the the barrier uh, shifts. I turn to Captain Rudder. I think your key might work here. I I point to the circle. And he'll just step forward and like try jamming the key in the circle. As you put the key into that circle, you see uh, the circle actually kind of expand a little bit, but it doesn't look like it's enough. The rest of you guys notice the other circles actually shift closer to this one circle. So Andrea sauntered over to one of the stones and puts her key in. Varys is the same. So tap as well. And then Teddy held up everybody. Teddy's like, I'm not going out there. Fuck you guys. Yeah, do we have to step into the light to put our key in? No, no. You have to step into the No, okay, then, yeah, he will very pointedly avoid the light and, like, put his key in last. Okay, Uh, so as you do that, all of the circles join to the one in the bottom and then open up into a full door. You guys remember Willy Wonka, the the tunnel? (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's the yeah. kind of uh, the tunnel that is created. Um, oh, geez. Basically, the magic kind of, the barrier creates a tunnel out, flashing kind of psychedelically, so I hope none of your characters have epilepsy. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it is hurting Barris's eyes, so <laughs> she is keeping her eyes closed during this. Delandra steps into right. the rainbow bridge. And she vanished. Yeah, Rudder will follow we in all do. a second, I guess. <laughs> So Toph will go. All right. Teddy goes last. <laughs> Teddy gets covered in blood right before he jumps in and goes, I knew it! Uh, so as you guys step in, the entrance closes off again. To everybody that is on the top of the on the top of the mountain, it just looks like the barrier is back to normal. They barely notice that anything happened because most of them are drunk. As you guys kind of start walking forward, you see a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Stepping into this, uh, into this area, it is a small, probably about a 10 by 10 room. And... In the middle of this, there are four people. They all look like they are frozen in time. They actually look like they're petrified, so they're stone. But the weapons that they have, their focuses, their magic staff, their sword, those have not turned to stone. And it is very clear to all of you that uh, as you look at these four, they're the same four heroes that were on that statue. Their appearances on the statue have been exaggerated a little bit, but you definitely see the High Elf Necromancer kind of like laughing and pointing at uh, the Paladin Orc. Uh, everyone else kind of has a smirk on, the, on their face and the Orc is like in the middle of a, a giant belly laugh. And it looks like they basically got turned to stone having a good time. As you look above you, you actually notice that the room that you're in is not really a room. It is basically kind of a gazebo. It's a false covering of three giant skeletons, skeletons of actual giants that have calcified and kind of stuck together. This is the signature uh, summoning of Irloon the Necromancer. All their items that they have been using, you can tell that they are continuing to pour magic into the barrier to keep it safe. We probably shouldn't remove these weapons. <laughs> I mean, as you say that, Rudder's like, as you said that, like Rudder, Rudder's like moving towards to take one of them. Solange reaches out a hand. I think that's not a very good idea. The Oracle really didn't want us to break the seal yet. I I forgot. Uh, do we know which way is north? Yep. Oh yeah. Their compass is underground. Rudder be a sailor. Sure. He'd be a pirate. How, is there an exit out um, of the bone tent? <laughs> it sounds bad. Wow. That sounds real bad. I didn't mean it like that. From what We've you can see, summer camp. Uh, everything is still kind of covered. So their magic is covering uh, the giant covering as well. So you may actually have to interact with something. So like, we can't seem to get out of this barrier? Cool. Rudder's going to kick one of the petrified people. <laughs> okay. Who are you kicking? Uh, roll a d4. One. Okay. You kick the paladin. Um, <laughs> how do you kick him? Do you just kind of like do a do a front kick, or do you kind of swing your leg? I sort of just like it's a gentle yeah, kick. Yeah, I sort of just like hit him with like the bottom of my like peg leg, like like I'm kicking like a like I'm poking something that's dead. 
as you as you kind of poke at him, the the petrification actually starts to crack as that happens. You start to hear a laugh, and he's, <laughs> uh, and then it all just kind of sloughs off him, and he stops, and he's, uh, what? Rudder will laugh too, just because he'll be like, ha 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 ha. He gets a little bit sad because he kind of looks around and sees his his three friends still petrified, and he says, oh, I guess, I guess there's only enough for one of us to come back. And he kind of looks at you guys, and he says, I, I guess it's, I guess it's time. And he says, I'm, I'm Cog. By the way, I I worked with these three, I guess, and we are responsible for for this. What are you guys doing? It's time to go back. This is a bit tough. He says, I gotta do this quick. And he pulls his sword out, and he basically lights it up. And he just quickly slashes a hole in the barrier and creates a direct line to that road that's heading north for you guys. Uh, and he says, that's about the last of the power that I've got left. I guess I have to go back to sleep. And he says, I, I wish you guys well on your journey. Maybe one day we'll be able to talk in, in our world once again. Uh, and he I... puts his sword back in the in the ground. And once again, he petrifies. Jumps through the hole. Teddy just jumps right through the hole. Yeah. yeah Rudder's like, like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yes, Ferris is on there. Let's do it. So the first thing that you guys notice, you're kind of in a, in a surrounding, like in a... In a bit of a field surrounded by forest. Are, are you yes. guys heading on the north path? Is that what? Yeah. Is it daylight? It is I'm assuming we all go blind for at least a minute or two, having never been in like full sunlight before. Absolutely. Oh god, the light! Well, Varys is actually blind in the daylight, so she pulls up a hood to kind of help protect her eyes, and her she leans her head towards Taraxis and is listening to the clicking and hissing that he's making in her ear. Rudder looks up in the sky and says, Ah, this must be the moon I've always heard about. <laughs> the Teddy jumps out first, realizes it's way too damn bright, and then finds like the darkest shadow that he can. <laughs> oh god, this was a bad idea to go first! Ugh. Or if you'd like to be somewhere dark and warm, you could come into me bottle. Nope! <laughs> And Rudder just laughs jokingly, like, ha 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 ha. Oh, hell, it's so damn bright. Need me some some kind of glasses that I can put on my face to guard from the I sun. Cast fog cloud, kind of dampen the the light in the area. Yeah, so that okay, yeah. perfect. And is it centered on you or is it centered on the area? On the area. Just a nut, not okay. thick, but enough to make it a little hazier, a little bit more bearable. So yeah, as you as you guys are kind of walking along, uh, and you get closer into the forest. Uh, you notice that there are noises coming from the forest. Around you, as you kind of take stock of the area, there are globs of blackness here or there, but it looks like uh, a lot of it has started to subside. Uh, wherever there are globs of black within a 10-foot radius around it is also red. So it almost looks like the leaves are kind of entering into that autumn state, and then it just kind of goes black, and it's just kind of death and oozy. But everything else is relatively green farther away from that. Can Varys do a history check to see if she knows about this area? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think I think everyone would probably know. <laughs> Six. I rolled a one. <laughs> yeah. No, not not really. Not good. Especially if uh, the gnolls were went underground first. Uh, she probably wouldn't recognize this mm-hmm. area too too much. Maybe not nearly as much as the others the others would. So does someone want to roll perception for me? Teddy really wants to look around, but he also doesn't. 24! Nice. So you guys actually hear, as you're walking into the forest, uh, you hear two gruff voices kind of talking at each other. And one of them kind of says, Ugh, I allergies. Oh, I didn't think I didn't think dragons I think we could have allergies. Holy crap. And he just starts kind of like snipping and, oh, these things suck. As quietly as he can, get down! You hear that, and you notice a little farther out that there are uh, two bodies sitting in a bit of a clearing. Ahead, there is a fire, and these bodies are dark, and they almost look like they're smoking. Uh, Rudder's gonna whisper, like, I could sneak over. Like I said, I ain't be sneaky. I be the sneaky. Sneaky. I be the sneaky. I'll go with you. It's worth a shot. Roll stuff. Here we go. That's an 18. Yeah, all right. Uh, so you, what are you, what are you intending to do? Are you intending to sneak Damn. over and see what's going on? Yeah, get as close as possible and see what's going on without getting detected. 
Okay. As you get in closer, you see a male and a female half-dragon. They are sitting by a campfire. They are armored to the scales. The, the male is the one that's complaining about allergies. And there are five cages on the other side of the fire. Uh, it looks like they have captured five things and that are definitely affecting this uh, half-dragon's allergies. Uh, but as you look at the half-dragons, they uh, their scales have been blackened. Uh, and they are giving off a dark smoke. Rudder is just going to like carefully like, put a hand into his coat and take the mm. cork off, but whisper to Bessie, don't do anything yet. Okay. And he's going to compose himself, take a deep breath, stand up, and walk into the clearing and go, I, I be lost in these woods. I be one of your kind, it would seem. We be similar in appearance. My name be Captain Rudder. Oh, no. Uh, so they both jump up and turn around to look at you. They look incredibly surprised, especially that people are coming from uh, the area uh, that you guys came from. They're not impressed, but roll deception. Yeah, come on, brother. With an 11. The female is actually the first to... Uh, the male's kind of like thinking about it. And the female's like, uh-uh, no, no. No, he clearly is a turtle. He's got um, a shell. And then... Okay, when, when she says that, Rudder's going to look down at himself and he goes, I, is that what I be? <laughs> I had no idea what I was. Clearly the turtle. And she says, she says, are you, are you here to free these ones? Are you my mother? He looks over at them. What do they look like? Uh, they are, there are five red tabaxi. Oh, okay, cool. What do they taste like? She says, taste? No. You be eating them? We're bringing them back oh. to probably just dispose of them. Uh, but that's not up to us. Arr. Does um, Varys and the others see these tabaxi? Teddy would have. He would have seen at least like the red fur. Is it easy to spot Rudder talking to them? And like just the amount of time that goes on where it just seems like nothing really is happening. Can't yeah. He's not really getting anywhere with them. Like, his his talking yeah, is just um, stalling at this point. While Rudder is doing yeah. that, uh, Teddy's <laughs> going to try to make a stealth check and, like, go around, like, try to go around them while they're looking at him. Like, wait a minute, what the fuck is this turtle doing? Like, sneak around to the other side of them where the cages are. Oh, hell yes! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you do that. Definitely. <laughs> As uh, Teddy does this, could Rudder, like... Oh, man. Rudder. Oh, no, don't do this. Uh, <laughs> Teddy shakes his head no as you look at him. Rudder. No! So, yeah, Teddy was slowly see like, Rudder start to pull the bottle out of his coat. And he's just like... He's like, no! contact with Teddy. And he's just like... Uh, uh, puts the bottle back <laughs> in and corks it. Or, um... Do you mind if I join you for a bit? <laughs> just to sit down and rest me legs. As you can see, I don't have legs. And they just kind of, like... You know what? Yeah. They look at your legs and they think kind of instantly that you're probably not too harmless. Uh, and they say, yeah, you can sit here. She points at what the one log she was sitting at and she goes to sit on the other log with the uh, the other half dragon. Rudder, Rudder will fake like he's more disabled than he is and fake struggle to sit down on the other log. Okay. Uh, so what does Teddy do? Teddy is trying to sneak around to, like, wherever, as close as he can get to the cages without, like, not being undercover. Yeah, okay, so you rolled you rolled a nat 20 on that, so you rolled a 25. That's, what, do yeah. you, what do you do when you get to the cages? If possible, I'd like to start, like, busting open some locks. I, I'm not going to be, like, honest. There's you know, I'm going to be honest here. There's no finesse about this. This is more of a, like, ugh, what's the closest thing I got to a hammer? Okay. I do got this big-ass two-handed hammer, but that's not going to be too quiet. As Teddy does try to break open these locks, I'll see if I can somewhat maybe give the help action by talking a bit louder to see if it drowns out okay. the sound of him breaking locks. Um, We're talking like a two-handed hammer? So he's going to, like, take that out, look at it, look back at Rudder, and then kind of mime, like, taking the cork out of a bottle and then a swing. Rudder will take the cork out of the bottle. Well, huh Teddy, as you pull it out and Teddy like starts swinging like mime swinging like uh, and, and then swings as hard as he can at the closest lock 
and as Teddy does that, Rudder will get up and rush towards the two uh, half dragons with the bottle out. I want them to turn okay, around first. So, so they hear that. Um, they hear that that sound. They both turn around, and Rudder, you you get up behind them, uh, and you start kind of like pulling them in. This was, this was yeah. for their distraction. Let's see. Oh God. Well, there goes the encounter that I wanted. They both get sucked <laughs> into that ball. Fuck yes! Okay, so uh, We're great at this! With that. What does a... I mean, I'm going to explain what these half-dragons were. <laughs> oh, no. So these half-dragons... Oh, oh they're going to mess up your shit. Yeah, these half-dragons were shadow-bladed. You have killed um, a vital NPC. Any, any sort of like high magical creature, like a high elf or half-dragon... <laughs> that survives an encounter with the autumn death kind of blends with it it affects their mental capacity but it also enhances their powers oh um so they're basically a diseased we may have to figure out what that does to messy oh no i'm so sorry oh god no you didn't ask if they were diseased and that's what rudder does a diseased oh or something oh no yeah so as like as Bessie is kind of like consuming these two, the tentacles that are like pushing them in, into her mouth, or I guess whatever, start to get black and smoky. But it doesn't take like right away. They just it, you just kind of notice that there's a bit of black smoke kind of starting to develop in the bottle. All right, oh. he'll just be like, "Our Bessie, now we both got sick." Teddy's just not gonna look and he's gonna try to open up all these cages. So I feel like Varys, Landra, and the Sodaf like have come over. Check this out now. <laughs> yeah, do we do we see the tentacles turning black and smoky? <laughs> uh you wanna roll perception on that? I, I absolutely yeah. do. <laughs> mm. Terrible rules. <laughs> I feel like that's a no. That's, that's not a that's not a very good uh Good luck at it. Oh no! None of us. I mean, I was really excited for you guys to to be fighting against a couple half dragons, but also super excited about the fact that Bessie ate them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we might have to fight a blighted mimic. (laughs) Oh yeah. What happens to the crew? Like the actual crew. How many questions? So many questions. Rudder's probably going to stop feeding people to Bessie um, for a while. Yeah, I was. I, there's got to be a point where that <laughs> stops working. <laughs> I feel like this is the point. I feel like we're probably going to have to fight Bessie. <laughs> Bessie's the big bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's the well, uh, optional Omega level boss Bessie fight. Can, Bessie can <laughs> Omega weapon, yeah. Opens the bottle, so if he yeah. just keeps it closed. It's yeah, not a problem. Yeah, but I feel like. We didn't see it. Oh, yeah. As you said, Rudder's dumb, dumb, right? Yeah. (laughs) Are you, you guys are opening the cages? I already smashed one with a hammer as a distraction, so I feel like we're past the point of subtlety. Uh, So, some of, are you just going from one cage to another to like smash the locks? Yeah, so I kind of envisioned the first one, like, I didn't think about it too hard, and and so Teddy, like, rears back, and he hits it, so, like, the flat part of the hammer just smashes through the door, and then after that, he does, like, a vertical swing as if to remove Um, the lock instead of smash open the door. So, yeah, the the first one... I imagine the first one is uh, not fun. The backseat, it just kind of, like, whimpers a bit, and but kind of pushes the, the door open. The second door, like, the second lock that you smash comes off and then you go to the third one and Salandra not so self stealthily that you see out of the corner of her eye she just kinda has a smirk and she like mends the lock again to try and fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> can I catch can I roll a perception check to try to catch it before I swing at it? I look at it. Yeah, you you yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dick move <laughs> That one's on you and I put my hammer away. <laughs> the tabaxi that you kind of free, they all come out and they kind of like put up their cloaks a bit. And on the top of their cloaks, they actually have a crescent moon with kind of like a really feral looking cat on it. And they, they look at you and they, and they kind of bow, but they don't say anything. It basically a gesture of things. Bow back. Uh, and they kind of like start to gather up their stuff and, uh, and get ready to go. And they start moving towards a section that has a lot of the autumn death kind of left over and you hear all of all five of them just start humming 
and they start casting Moonbeam, and it just destroys a line for them. And it just they just kind of cycle this as they keep going. I look at Varus. Weren't there red cats in the vision? It is as Baku said. It is coming true. 